Hey guys, it's the Phenomenal Stemis. Thank you so much for joining me at and Mr. Ruben Jean. Mr. Ruben Jean. Um, he's coming to us to talk about his experiences in computer sciences. And okay, I've shared it on my page and I tagged you, Ruben. Um, but yeah, uh, Mr. Ruben, John is a, a product of Florida. He went to Evans High School in Orlando, Florida. Shout out to Evans High School. Um, he went to the University of Miami uh, and he got his bachelor's in computer sciences. Uh, Ruben is a biomed equipment engineer. Another way of saying that is he's the IT guy that works with the technology that deals with patients in the hospital system. So thank you so much, Ruben, for coming. Um, I finally got another IT guy. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> okay, so first question. First question, when did you fall in love with your discipline? When did you fall in love with your discipline? I had to be in college, mm -hmm. uh, just being able to put programs together, um, making equipment, do tricks by you know typing a few things in the keyboard. But uh, I've always kind of tinkered with stuff. I remember taking apart my sister's dolls and <laughs> unsuccessfully. But, uh, yeah. but definitely in college, uh, I had a summer internship for sure that kind of directed that because I was pre-med in college and uh, decided to make computers well instead of making people. But Wow, I love that. You were pre-med in college and you decided to make computers well instead of people. I like that. So you were taking apart stuff when you were a kid yeah. and you unsuccessfully put it together. A lot of computer IT guys or computer guys, they talk about how they were constantly taking stuff apart and trying to put it back together or taking computers apart and then they put computers back together. And so you were doing that, but you didn't get to, you know, put the doll back together. <laughs> well, I mean, I got the motor out of it because that was usually the plan to get this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those, motor, those workable dolls, the dolls that like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the engine in it. So parents, if you see boys taking motors out of your their sister's dolls don't punish them too much just foster the the engineer or computer guy in them <laughs> yeah. that's funny so then but then when you went to college um you were actually focused or what's the term you had an opportunity for a summer program in college tell me about that yeah. Yeah, it was an internship with the uh, computer associates. Um, we were basically testing some software for them. Okay. And uh, so they got a few of us on campus. So we spent the summer in the computer lab basically um, trying to break the software. And while I was there, you know, got to sit in a room with a lot of much smarter people uh, and learn a few tricks on the computer. Wow. And, then, and that and was then, it. Yeah, I was just more interested in software testing and, you know, programming classes and but uh, I like the IT part because, you know, you're actually kind of solving a problem. And that's, that's what I like about it. So, right. 
um, you know, what providing a solution that, you know, enables somebody to do something more that they weren't sure how to do, but, you know, you can apply technology to it and say, okay, you can do it this way. Right. Interesting. So you had the problem solving, uh, or a problem solving attracted you to that. Yeah. And when were you in, in that internship? Your sophomore year, junior year? Uh, yeah, it was between sophomore and junior year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Interesting. Okay, so college is when you fell in love with it. Um, even though you had sketches of it in your childhood, um, when the opportunity came where it was specifically talk, talking about programming, that was college, and that's what sparked your interest. Okay, so what tools did you use to discipline yourself when you were in college? In college, um, tools. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I guess what was interesting is that my roommates were all in the School of Engineering. I was in the computer science school. So okay. I always like to see like what they were doing versus what we were doing. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because in college, you know, it's not like in high school. In college, you can actually go sit with a professor and just figure out things with them, whether it's your schoolwork or some other problems. So I had professors that had other projects and other research. So, you know, it was cool to see the stuff being applied there. And so, um, software testing, that's, that's how I got into it because, of, um, my interest in that, that's how I got recommended for that internship. Um, as as mm, that's key right there. Let's talk. I'm going to talk about other things. Just keep that in your mind. But what you said was so profound. In high school, it's like you come into class, sit down, they teach you, and that's it. But in college, you have the opportunity to develop networks with your professors. And so many students don't do that, Ruben. But it's so imperative that you actually go in, talk to your professor, because when you get form a relationship with your professor, they might see something in you and then recommend you for the opportunity in internship. But if all you do is come to class and then go home or work and no kind of connection with your professor, you might miss on, out on an opportunity for mentorship. So what I'm getting from you so far is you heavily focused on how people can assist you. And this, you're not the only one that said that. Like, um, you you used people as a, other students as a guide to see where you should be, and then you also um, found mentors, and that helped you. Okay. What well, what else were you saying? Um. <laughs> I, 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 I cut you and you lost your thought. You need to remember and I already forgot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, know, I know I was saying, like, yeah, there's professors that had other, other projects, and so it was cool to see, like, those things being applied. Um, I can remember one, um, like, the, the programming classes was always cool because they, you had the assignment, but then you'd find out what the professor was doing. So, like, one professor had a, a project where he was trying to find out how to um, save uh, the amount of cloth being used, like, when you do a... a Make, when you're making clothes, you know, laying out the pattern of what you're cutting out so that you can maximize the amount, um, the amount of space that you have in the cloth to, mm -hmm. to, and, and the material. Um, I forget what the other professor, um, I remember the guy um, from Australia, he, he always had like little things that he was doing that uh, I think that's, that's part of what his, our assignments were. Was kind of <laughs> yeah. So you know, your professors were, you know, they, they had projects that they were trying to master and they would give the students the job to do it and then, it, you know, they get all the credit. Yeah, that's what they do in university level. <laughs> that's what they do at the university I, level. I, I figured that out. In the, I mean, it, it, it didn't seem so often in the other classes, but in the science and math, yeah, you figure out, okay, 
what, what is this project really for? So mm -hmm. it's to get their next grant funded. <laughs> A lot of the times. Um, but what about disciplining yourself? So is there anything that you did to discipline yourself to get good grades and things like that? Um, oh, good grades. Um, or, or that's, that's <laughs> no, well, no. So honestly, you have to like, use like the other students that are your peers so it's helpful how when you study together in my case how you can you know there's some certain things you understand better and there's other things that your, your peers will understand and it like working together um you know because like especially like with physics there's certain problems like one person would be better at and you can teach each other and learn from each other right so um collaborating with other students was always um helpful for me uh, just being able to study and see the different perspective or how you know because when you get taught how to solve a problem in class, it's just the one way. But then you realize, you know, there's different ways because everybody comes from somewhere else. So they, they've been taught different tricks and stuff like that. So, right. so yeah, it, it helps you. Um, so group just, study. Yeah. Group study was effective. Yeah. It, it's funny. I've been doing this for four months, Ruben, and there's some constant answers constant so i really hope that you guys when you're hearing these you're realizing how important this is for success there's constant answers and whatever those constant answers are you need to now say okay i'm going to incorporate that that in my in my lifestyle and so one of them is definitely um getting around the right people that will assist you in helping you do well yeah. okay so go ahead one more thing like setting a schedule is mm -hmm. also good so like if you're gonna be getting up in the morning and do it or um because you know you have your schedule for class so you got to be smart in how you set up your schedule so that you can have time to put in the work that you need to after class to get through um i know with you know with science and engineering classes you know the time you have in class is not enough you've got right. to put in that same amount of time outside the class. outside of the classroom at least an hour and a half or two hours per hour class that you have time management another constant ruben another constant you have to know when you're going to do this what time you're going to do it have your time managed very well okay so what were your what were some of your challenges um challenges i mean you know coming from a background that you know you know my parents are from haiti you know we weren't this i was <laughs> You know, from my household, I was the first to even go to college, like mm. even go to high school, just my household. Mm. Um, so, you know, it was different. Like I, I had my uncle to, to, to lean on when we were there because, um, you know, he just wanted to know about the financials of going to school. And so that part was difficult, um, but I got in. And so once once there, you got uh, the challenges were making sure that you, you know, made that time for class, um, you know, I had some difficult classes, like I know I had to take calculus a couple times. So. Uh huh. Uh, that's, that, that's that's a good that's a good point. You say you you were telling somebody what? Go ahead. No, I was telling um like the in high school, go as far as you can in math because the sooner you're exposed to it, the 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 more you can um, advance when you get in college because in college you're gonna pay for the classes and so right. if you're not if you're not up, um, up to par, you're gonna pay for classes that you could have had for free. That's and right. Then you can get caught up and then you can move on. Uh, that is such an issue with um, many African Americans. Um, they're not prepared at the math level. And a lot of, the, I was saying this to a couple of parents today, that 
you want to be pre-med, you have to take Chem 1, but they won't let you take Chem 1 if you don't have college algebra. And many of you are coming in as either intermediate algebra or even developmental math. So um, that is an issue. Math counts. It matters. It matters in high school. It matters on the SAT. It matters on the ACT. You got you to gotta prepare for the SAT math because they're going to say, I don't even care if you passed Algebra 2 in high school. If your SAT math is not up to par, we're putting you behind. Or you may even get into Cal 1 and have to take it again. But I'm still I'm, I'm happy that, you know, you said that you have to, you're a successful IT guy. Uh, Ruben, and you admitted that you had to take calculus again. So it, you might even fail or not do well, but you still can make it. He's a he's a witness. Yes. He's a witness. <laughs> so I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. So your challenges were that you are first time in. That's a that's another challenge. Um, ch children of immigrants um, coming from you know different cultures as on top of that first time in college know your limit know what that you know know what some of your challenges are so that you can hit them head on yeah and you made it you might have to take calculus more than once but it doesn't matter who cares <laughs> you're successful yeah, when you get your job then at that point you're not asking you which classes <laughs> you just want to know that you finished that's right finish that was another constant Ruben finish they don't care how some a lot of the times they're not going to say how many times did you did cal one or did you take cal one did you finish your degree so even if you don't get the grades that you want i encourage people to just finish yeah finish all right so what are your challenges now so tell me what you do now what do you do now um so i work in a hospital mm -hmm. and i work on the equipment that's basically used on the patient so whether it's patient heart monitors or like EKG machine or um, yeah, just different devices. So if it's used in the hospital, it's probably serviced by our department. Right. I'm probably dealing with the stuff that connects to the network. So making sure it's online, data is transferring, information is flowing. And we, the stuff that I work on gets called on a lot because part of it is, you know, I would say user but also just maintaining stuff because we have to be on top of it because if anything is not working, they're going to make a call. So whether it's something simple as something being unplugged, that's not their job. They want to make sure that it's working. So That's amazing. You talk about how you were pre-med. And a lot of us, you know, we say that we're pre-med and we want to help people. We want to help people who are sick. There's multiple ways to help people who are sick. Yeah. You're, no, a, you're a clap. Say it again. The hospital employs all kinds of people. Most of them are doctors. The hospital employs all kinds of people, and most of them are not doctors. I love that because the cardiologists is important, but the technologists that make sure that the heart machine is on is important too, right? There's a, I mean, that's a, you gotta have, you're saying that you work on computers and technologies that make sure that all the machines, especially in, in intensive care units, things that are attached to people's bodies, right? Things that are involved in measuring vitals to keep people alive, 
your your department is 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 vital in making sure that happens. So it's not exciting and rewarding. Yeah. 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 So what are your challenges with that though? Even though we'll talk about the exciting part later, but what are your challenges? What do you feel your challenges are in IT? Um, there's a lot of work and it's not, <laughs> it's not that, um, it's just that everything is more emergency because it is more life and death. Like, you know, in other jobs you can be like, oh, you know, this is urgent. But this, in this case, some certain calls, you know, if it's this equipment, if it's not taken care of right away, somebody may not be alive. Wow. It's, it's, it's a little scary, but at the yeah. same time, it's, you know, gets you going, Hey, okay, we've got to get on this and, you know, do whatever it takes to get it working because it's, it's somebody's life is on, might be on the line. Wow. That, that's amazing. That's nerve wracking. Yeah. That can be very, a big challenge. You know, you want to, cause you don't want it to happen on, on your watch. No. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's serious. That's a serious job. Amazing job. Um, but an an amazing challenge, but you know, an awesome opportunity for a kid that went to Evans High School, you know? Yeah. Grew up right here in Florida. You went to Cali, but um you came back and you're doing big things in the hospital system. Okay. So okay, tell me now what your the favorite part of your career is. Um yeah, just that no days, no days are the same. So every day is something different. Uh, you know, there's a lot of new things coming out. So it's always we're always involved in whatever's next, and mm. you know, so it's a constant motion. And then with the hospital, you know, they're building and always trying to expand. So there's always opportunities to learn new things, um, see new kinds of devices. Um, technology is very much a part of the medical field, mm -hmm. and it's only going to be more involved. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's kind of cool to see all those things. And as, and as the hospital grows, and of course, when you finish a project, you know, you can see the results of your work and know that, hey, you, were, you had a part in making that happen. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the way you say that, that the hospital expanding is expanding, technology is ever expanding. Guys, I think IT is one of the, uh, uh, one of the great professions um, in which, you only need a bachelor's degree to, to get into. Um, you know, many of the professions in the health field require master's, doctorate level, professional degree level. Um, but here's an example where you can work in the health field. You can work to help people at the IT level. You finish with your degree. You just have to finish. And you may not have to, to be the, you know, the ace boom coon where you're having 4.0 GPA averages. Um, but you still get to work in that level of, of healthcare. I mean, so healthcare is, ever, I love the way you say it, said it, Ruben. It's expensive and there's lots of fields in healthcare. And I, a lot of us really does, we don't know. Like, I don't, how many people, I mean, did you know that there was the IT, sorry, the, what do you call it? The biomedical equipment engineer like when did you even learn about this job this kind of job yeah so the funny part is while when i worked at the hospital as an it contractor and i knew the guys i just didn't know what they did yeah right but in talking to them and then they were like there was an opening uh. i was we were always around because in it so like i'll give you for example we're building the new hospital 
So the electricity gets turned on. So the IT department comes in and starts installing computers. But right after that, the biomed department comes in and starts installing equipment that's going to be there for the patients. Mm -hmm. And as an IT person, we have to help them get their stuff on the network. Right. And with those skills, you know, talking to the director of the department, he's like, they need more people with IT background because the equipment is designed to go on the network. A network. network. Mm -hmm. yeah. A lot of the guys in the department, like the older generation, they're like electrician, electrical equipment people or electricians. Because, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm not the one that's going to put a, build a wire for you, but once that wire is done, I can tell you, you know, make sure it's connected, I can test it. Right. Um, so it's like a little bit of transition. It's like the, um, the it's IT and the, what do they call it, the clinic, clinical side getting together. Blending. So, um, to make uh, stuff available for the doctors because a lot of the doctors some of them they when they come in they'll be asking for stuff and when the doctor asks for it they're going to try to do it and so usually biomed and IT is involved in making sure you know they can get some something like that working for them yeah 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 so you're yeah. saying that it was just through connections you say this again like you started so you worked in in contracting and then you networked yes I that networked. Yeah, that's for sure. So networking was huge for you. So this concept of staying to yourself, you know, a lot of people feel like STEM is people that require a STEM, whether it's technology, engineering, or science, that um, they're to themselves. No, in order to make it, in order to make it in fields, period, you have to learn how to connect with people. Yeah. That's how you get the job. You can be smart. You can have all the grades, and a and a and a person who had to take calculus twice has a better job than you because <laughs> they learned how to network. Key. Yeah, you have to talk to people and you get um, And it's just sometimes just as casual as, hey, um, what do you do here? Because like mm -hmm. I said, the hospital is really huge. And you see all these people walking around, you know, and you don't know, you're not sure what they're running to, but every now and then you're maybe standing next to them in line at lunch or just on the hall or, you know, if you're riding the train or something. Yeah. Just, Ask people what they do and wow. that there's different things going on. Guys, those of you who already finished school, we're going to practice that. We're going to say, hey, what do you do here? Yeah. Simple as that. Hey, what do you do here? Let's work, let's work on learning how to network with people, being friendly and learning how to network with people. Uh, <laughs> awesome, Ruben. And what else I wanted to say is that even though you know you think you're done with school, you're still going to be learning on the job because like mm. there, you know, sent, you get sent to training. Um, there's always ongoing training, and whenever they buy something new, you got to get trained to fix it because right. they're, not, they're not paying for that new equipment to sit there and it's broke. Somebody has to know how to do it. That's right. So especially with technology, like with me. You know, I do get professional development. I do, you know, because I choose to go to conferences and, you know, stay attuned to what, what's, new, what's new in science. But science doesn't change that much. You know, we're still talking about cell respiration, you know, cells, the cell theory. Um, but computers, man, that it's ever evolving quickly. And you have to learn. I think the last IT guy, he worked for... Um, Lockheed Martin, Martin, he was talking about how it's always changing. And like when he first learned computers, he gave some weird program. And now you got to using another program. If, and if he talked about how he was trained in that old program, they would probably laugh at him. Yeah, you 
every new program, every new technology, you have to keep abreast in that. That could be a challenge, actually. Yeah. That could so, be a challenge. Always be willing to learn something new because you don't, you don't know where to take it. So. Yeah. Always be willing to learn something new. Always willing. You're just dropping some gems, Ruben. Uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You took the time to speak with us to talk about your career as a, a information technologist. Well, now you're really a biomedical equipment technologist. I'm, um, I'm, still, I'm still an IT guy. You're still an I'm IT guy. guy. I provide solutions. I'm just doing, doing it for a bi, uh, in a biomedical way. Yes, providing IT solutions in a biomedical um, hospital setting. Thank you so much. I am the phenomenal stemist, and so is he. <laughs> good night, guys. Thanks for joining Roosevelt. Izzy, have a good night. Good night.